Katrina Titus Lozano, and I use biblical wisdom to help guide families through crisis situations, making your home a place of love and peace. Welcome to the Her Show podcast, Home Experience Radio. Hi, welcome to the Her Show. I'm Trina Titus Lozano, answering your questions. The email address is Trina, T-R-I-N-A, at thehershow.com. And I'm happy to help you today. The question that I'm answering today is about being married to someone with anger problems. And, you know, Jesus was very clear. He he took the whole Bible and he put it into a, to a nutshell. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And he, in fact, he even said equally as important as loving God is loving your neighbor. And it's easy to love. And Jesus says it's easy to love those who are lovable. Of course it is. But what credit do you get? Everybody can do that. The Bible says even a heathen can love people who are lovable. But the difficult thing comes when we're trying to love our enemy or love somebody who is truly unlovable. And uh, this is something that we deal with on a regular basis. And here's where we can really see conflict coming. How do you resolve the conflict when anger is really coming to a boiling point in the relationship? Their anger, your anger. Anger, you're ready to call it quits and you just don't know how to deal with it. I think the best way is to really unpack it and to look at your anger as a roadmap and to just to say, okay, how, the question is, how do I deal with my angry spouse? Well, first and foremost, you want to look at yourself and make a decision. I'm not going to return anger with anger. The Bible says in Proverbs that a gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word will stir it up. So a harsh word stirs up anger, a gentle answer turns away wrath. There you go. That's the way that scripture works. And, uh, and also the scripture talks about let's not let the sun go down on our anger. And, and that's really important because God made us and, and anger is a part of our emotions, our humor, human emotions. It's the way that he made us. It's a real thing. And it's, it's, it's who we are. Like we can't help that. It just happens. It rises up. Something happens. A situation happens and anger rises up. However, it is to be managed out of control. Anger is sin. You can go back to Galatians chapter five. One scripture among many scriptures that talks about really the danger and the sin of out of control anger. It's not okay. We need to deal with it in the moment. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And I grew up hearing this verse quoted and um, we, we quote this all the time. And it's true, but it's a great reminder because look, today's anger isn't a problem. It's natural. It's normal. But yesterday's anger is a problem because now it's turning to bitterness, resentment, and now I'm going to, I I cannot control myself when I am really holding on to what happened yesterday or last week or last year or in my childhood. You know, and so now you just have this, you have a heart of anger and look at your anger. See what it is all about. Now, If you have an angry spouse and then you have like then become an angry person, that is a real thing. Uh, Misery loves company, number one. Number two, you can even look that in a bowl of fruit, if one fruit gets very molded, what happens? Then the good fruit begins to get molded very quickly. And so um, 
the Bible talks about uh, very clearly to actually avoid angry people because because or you'll become like them. And you'll really see how this will begin to rub off on you. But if you're married, of course, you can't avoid them. And Jesus talks a lot about turning the other cheek and to love your enemies and to bless those who persecute you and um, to even set a table and feed a meal to to the people that are that are angry and giving you a hard time. So if this is your spouse, this is something that I want you to take very seriously. Now, that being said, I want you to know that there are five, I'm going to call them the five A's. And this is anger, abuse, addiction, abandonment, and adultery. And these five things, when they're chronic, and I mean chronic, year after year after year, there's one or more of these things that are heavily ingrained in your spouse's character, your marriage can't survive. And if these are heavily ingrained in your character, your marriage can't survive. In fact, you can't survive. These are destructive things in a person's personal life and very destructive in a person's marriage. These five things, they cannot remain a part of your character. And, and they separate you from God as well. I, I referred back to Galatians chapter five. It does. It separates you from God. So when you've got this adultery, this anger, um, the abandonment, the, the addiction, all, all of these things, if they're chronic, it's, it's going to be very problematic and destructive in your life and in your marriage. However, when there are isolated instances, okay, we have to have grace. Honestly, we all get angry. We all are sinners. We are all saved by grace. And we need the grace of God for us to overcome our anger, for us to be overcomers, and for us to really let the Lord heal our broken hearts so that we will not respond in anger. But look at your anger as a roadmap. And let's unpack these four things. And I will actually put these four things in a link so that you guys can take a look at these. I want you to be able to take a look at these and write them down and apply this to your situation, to your anger. And then also, if you have an opportunity to have a very vulnerable conversation with your spouse about their out of control anger, if they are open to it, help them figure out why. Where is it really coming from? Because it's not just that you lost the car keys. Like there's something deeper because this should not have to be World War Three because everybody makes mistakes. You know, things get lost. It can't just be that you're late. We should not have World War Three over that you're late. You know, so look at this. Look at the roadmap. Okay, here are the four sources of anger. Number one, hurt. Your heart is wounded. See, everyone has a God-given need for unconditional love. And when you experience rejection or emotional pain of any kind, anger becomes that protective wall that keeps people and pain away. So there's a wall up because of hurt. So see if you can pinpoint where the hurt happened. And that's when I say, look, I know where the hurt happened. God healed my broken heart. Jesus said that he came to heal the brokenhearted. 
and to set the captives free. And I want you to be able to be free from your anger, okay? Because that's a bondage. Your anger is a bondage to you. And you're actually a slave to this emotion of anger that's taking over. And it's destroying you and it's destroying your family and your marriage and, and maybe even your job. I mean, you have an outburst of anger towards your boss. You're going to get fired. Like, it's just not okay. You have an outburst of anger towards the police officer. When you get pulled over, you're going to get arrested. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just this isn't going to work for you. So, so see where is the hurt? You know, when were you first falsely accused? When were you first maybe bullied? When were you first abused? Like how deep does this hurt go? So figure out where's your heart been wounded and, and why is this situation a trigger? Like what is it? Next, number two, injustice. Your rights have been violated. Everyone has an inner moral code that produces a sense of right and wrong, fair and unfair, just and unjust. So when you perceive that an injustice has occurred against you or against others, especially those who you love, you will feel angry. But if you hold on to the offense, the unresolved anger begins to make a real home in your heart. So I want you to ask yourself, what, what were my rights that I feel like were violated? You know, maybe you feel like you have a right to a husband that's nice to you and that loves you and serves you. Maybe you feel like you have a right to a husband that's your provider. Maybe you feel like you have a right to a wife that makes dinner every night. Maybe you feel like you have a right to having sex with your wife every day. Maybe you feel like you have a right to two parents. And you didn't have two parents. Maybe you only had one parent. Maybe you didn't have any parents at all. Maybe you feel like your rights as a child were violated. Maybe you feel like there's some other thing in your life. But figure out where do you feel like your rights have been violated. And then really ask yourself, Lord, why did I think that I had a right to this? Because there is suffering in this world. And even though things would be great to have, I don't really have a right even to my own health. I don't have a right to my health. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do things that I know are cancer causing. But why should I feel entitled to my health? I think it's something you really need to ask yourself because these, these rights that you are really hold, holding on to it's going to create anger in you whenever you have this perception that your rights have been violated and there's this serious injustice that has really caused anger. Now, sometimes injustice is absolutely le legit. I watched a movie recently that's, that's in the theaters called Just Mercy. Oh my goodness, talk about injustice, racial injustice, injustice with our court system where you where things are supposed to be just and they were so unjust. It, it's just mind-blowing. And I could certainly see how people in that situation would be so angry, would become so angry. My husband and I have also been watching this Netflix series called Making a Murderer. Have you all seen this? Oh my gosh, I highly recommend it. It's it's crazy. But man, I have been so naive to think that our justice system is just. I it is crazy. This this family, poor family, and poor, I say poor like I have sympathy for them, but also not a family with with great financial provision. 
And they were absolutely, this man and his nephew were framed by the police officers for a murder and they are innocent, 100% innocent. We're talking life sentences and they are innocent, totally innocent. And the justice system has so let them down. I mean, attorney after attorney, Court after court after court after court after court and there and the sentence is just not being overturned. I mean, it's I, I've never, ever seen anything like this. It's absolutely astonishing. Well, this man, well, both of these men, but they and the parents, the family, they could be so angry. I mean, a life sentence when you are innocent so angry. He could spend every single day of his life in this jail cell with absolute rage. And every day the rage would get worse and worse and worse. And I mean, the violence that he would have to even, I, I mean, he could become so violent to himself, to others around him because of the absolute rage of this horrific injustice. Or he can say, this is an injustice. But I'm not going to be a slave to my anger. This is why I'm angry. This makes sense. But why am I holding on to the anger? God, deliver me from this anger so that I can live a life of peace and joy, accepting the things I can't change. I mean, he's still working at getting himself out. Great. But the anger part, if he's going to continue on with a victim mentality, yes, he's a victim of a gross injustice. And yes, going back to our first point, his heart has been hurt and wounded and broken time and time and time again with so many disappointments. But why hold on to the anger? And that's something we need to ask ourselves. Why am I holding on to the anger? Does it have, is there a reason for it? Absolutely. Is holding on to it any benefit to me? No, it's not. And you want to be free from the anger. It could be caused through hurt, through injustice. Another cause is fear. Your future is threatened. And that's the truth. In his case, his future, I mean, he has no life outside of prison. In relationships, when we get this fear-based thinking, yeah, you might be angry because your future is threatened. If you don't resolve this, you're facing divorce. You're facing uh, that your kids may be raised by another dad because if you get divorced and your wife marries someone else and you have, you know, the only ability to see your kids half the time and now there's another man living with your kids acting like their dad half the time. Yeah, your future's threatened. And yeah, that makes you angry. Okay. However, What's the point of holding on to the anger? What is the point? You know what? A fear-based mentality and fear-based thinking, there is, you're putting everything through this fear filter and you have built up such a wall. It's, it is absolutely sabotaging your faith. It's sabotaging your joy. It's sabotaging your happiness. I mean, everything. And this wall's going to have to come down. It's no benefit to you. It's no benefit to you. It's not in your own best interest to hold on to anger because of your fear that your future is threatened. See, everyone is created with a God-given inner need for security. 
So when you begin to worry and feel threatened and you get angry because of a change in circumstance, you are probably responding to fear. And a fearful heart reveals a lack of trust in God's perfect plan for your life. It really does. You can have fear or you can faith, but you you're, you can have faith, but you can't have both at the same time. You just got to pick one. And yeah, it's hard to have faith when you are looking at your circumstances. And it's true. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I know you don't see it yet. I like the acronym with fear. False evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. Fear. Don't let that get a grip on you, really. Because everything that you're afraid of, it's not necessarily the whole truth. And when we can release our fears to the Lord and say, God, you know what? Divorce might happen, but I'm not afraid of it. But you know what? I'm not afraid to stay married either. How about that? We really have to get a grip on fear. Because when it takes root in your heart, it'll make you angry. And now you've got two very serious emotions that are controlling you. I don't want you to be a victim of your own emotions. So let that fear go, okay? Trade it for faith. The fourth root cause and source of anger is frustration. Your effort is unsuccessful. See, everyone has a God-given need for significance. So when your efforts are thwarted and you do not meet your own personal expectations, then your sense of significance can be threatened. Frustration over the unmet expectations of yourself and of others becomes a major source of anger and frustration, right? And so there's frustration because it's like you know that you know that you know that no matter what I do, it's not good enough. No matter what I do, it's never going to be good enough. No matter how hard I try, it's not enough. And that's dangerous. That's a dangerous place to be because that frustration and that emotion, again, that causes that deep-rooted anger because you're so frustrated. And I have to tell you, you are enough. Thankfully, by the grace of God, that it's not in your own strength. It's because God says you're enough. I'll, I'll agree with God and say, if God says you're enough, I say you're enough too. You are enough because Jesus is enough. That's the benefit of being a Christian, that my value doesn't depend on my ability to perform. My value doesn't depend on my success. My value doesn't even depend on other people's opinion of me. My value is my value because God says that I am who I am. Okay? He's my father. I'm his daughter, you're his son, and he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And since he's the king, that makes me the princess. So chin up, princess, don't let your crown fall off, right? So do not get stuck in that pit of self-pity of no matter what I do, it's never going to be good enough. And I'm a victim and I'm angry and I have all this stuff happen to me. And there's been hurt and injustice and fear and frustration and I'm angry and it's not my fault. But here's the wrong belief about anger. Based on what I believe is fair, I have the right to be angry about my disappointments and to stay angry for as long as I feel like it. I have the right to express my anger in whatever way is natural for me, right? Let it out. Vent it. Either be super aggressive or be passive aggressive. Whatever way is natural for you. How's that working for you? How's that working for you? It's not working. It's not working. And it's separating you from God because it's sin. And it's separating you from others. 
and it's destroying your own heart. It's destroying you. That's the wrong belief about anger. So I encourage you today, get rid of the wrong belief about anger and face it. Face your anger. Say, I'm angry. Yeah, it's legit. There's reasons why. Hurt, injustice, fear, frustration. It's true. You really are a victim. Stuff happened. However, don't fall into that pit. Don't get trapped by these things and don't hold on to your right to be angry. Don't be angry. Let it go. Give it to the Lord. Here's the right belief. Because the Lord is sovereign over me and I trust him with my life. I have yielded my rights to him. My human disappointments are now God's appointments to increase my faith and develop his character in me. I choose to not be controlled by anger, but to use anger to motivate me to do whatever God wants me to do. That's the right belief about anger. June Hunt is the one who gave me these ideas and um, wrote my favorite book, and it is called Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook by June Hunt. And this is at her description and her right beliefs and wrong beliefs are about anger. And June Hunt is an incredible woman of God. And she's in her 80s now. And she is a mentor of mine. And I respect her so much. So thank you, June, for helping me with these definitions so that I can help others. I'm happy to help you. Whatever it is that you're going through, be sure to reach out to me. I would love to answer your questions. So email me, Trina, T-R-I-N-A, at thehershow.com. God bless you today. Give the Lord your anger. Live in a love-based mentality, not a fear-based mentality. And um, I just want to let you know, it's not the end of the story. So hold on to hope. God bless you today. Hugs and high fives. This episode of the Her Show podcast is copyright. Trina Titus Lozano and Kingdom Global Ministries, all rights reserved. Copyright 2020.